Hello and welcome to this episode of the Spiced In Podcast. My name is Jacob and I'm your host. Today we'll be talking about episode 9 of season 7 of the Clone Wars series. Just a heads up, we have been talking about the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book series as of late, but we are taking a week off from that. Just didn't get around to, uh, to preparing that part of the episode, um, so we will come back with issue 4, our final issue, next week. So, it is currently 9pm uh, on a Sunday, normally I record these at like 11, by 11am uh, Sunday morning, uh, but here I am. I tried doing this like six hours ago, in the uh, or not six hours ago, four hours ago, and uh, the dog came in and had other plans, uh, so here we are. Uh, but anyways, no Kylo Ren this week, finish that off next week. In other news, I started watching Resistance, since that's the last like video content Star Wars thing I have to watch, at least in canon. Like, I'm not, I haven't actually watched the Ewok show, or the, I haven't watched in full the Christmas special, um... But yeah, I, since I finished The Clone Wars up to this point, and Rebels, and obviously all the movies, uh, I figured I'd go ahead and check out Resistance. I'm like maybe three or four episodes in so far, and to be honest, I'm like, you know, just having it on in the side while playing like a game or something like that. And it's not too terrible. Um, it kind of reminds me of like Voltron, the Netflix uh, version, both in like art style and just tone, where it's like definitely very, uh, just very kiddish, but kind of fun if you're just able to kind of just accept it for what it is um like obviously voltron if you've seen it it's like yeah very light-hearted but when the stakes turn up it does you know it does ramp up the stakes at times and ramp up the intensity uh since i'm only a couple episodes into resistance i'll i've yet to see if that's the case if so you know i think i can find myself enjoying it even if it's you know not just it's not the most high art version of star wars it's still gonna be something i can maybe get something out of so you know, only two seasons, both on Disney+. Plus. Hopefully I can probably crank that out pretty quickly. I doubt I'll ever talk about them here unless I get, like, some super cool lore tidbit stuff I want to share. But that's just where I'm at with my Star Wars journey. Another news and at least announcement is that Disney Plus is releasing a Mandalorian behind-the-scenes kind of making-of uh, series. It's a documentary series called Disney Gallery, and it seems like it's something they're going to be kind of... It's just going to be kind of a show that takes on different Disney productions, and the first iteration is The Mandalorian. So that is debuting on May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Uh, I haven't really found too much information other than the fact that it's episodic. Uh, I I couldn't find how many episodes are slated so far, but that's happening, so exciting stuff there. I've been noticing that The Mandalorian has been kind of ramping their promotion back up again, like their Twitter Instagram accounts were kind of they had been dead since more or less the finale of the series or the season. And they started posting again about a week or two ago. We got this going on. Uh, the Star Wars mobile game I play, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, they're introducing, or they announced they're introducing Mando, Cara Dune, and Grief Karga this past week. Uh, so it seems like across the board for Star Wars as a whole, they're starting to push it again. I'm not sure if we're going to get anything new or if this is just to get excited people people excited for, you know the gallery series and then season two coming out in like October. But I thought it was just an interesting thing I noted noticed. Uh but that's about all I got for news right now. Uh nothing too crazy. We're just gonna jump straight from here into episode nine, Old Friends Not Forgotten. So we got a little bit of throwback here. It opens with an old school kind of that green Lucasfilm limited text. And we get a, a kind of a slight title crawl 
just with the Clone Wars logo, uh, no actual text below that. But it's kind of really cool. It's setting the stage, and it really seems like they're setting this up in this final four-episode arc as more of its own movie. So that's really cool. I think we have some good stuff coming here. Um, just like off the bat, just first impressions. I like this was it was incredible. It was an amazing episode. Probably one of, if not the best episode we've seen this entire season so far. And um, yeah, like if this is what we're getting for the next three weeks, I'm going to be incredibly pumped. Um, so the we're you know we're no no major spoiler here, but we're going to be talking about this. Well, this arc is going to be following the siege of Mandalore with Ahsoka and Captain Rex, and yeah, they're just their lead up and their their events leading up to Order sixty six. And it's gonna be lightly following the Ahsoka novel. It was a novel written by E.K. Johnston, I think a year or two ago. Uh, so it's gonna be kind of somewhat following that. Um, I have not read it. Uh, I'm not sure when or if I will get around to it. But she also wrote, is the one that wrote the uh, Padme books, the Queen Amidala books. But anyways, so we're starting off the episode, and we're kind of seeing the dispatch of Jedi generals. Uh, to a, like around the galaxy and in the outer rim, uh, they're mostly going to the places that you see them die in uh, Revenge of the Sith. So you're seeing like Ayla Zakura going to Felucia, and you're seeing even seeing Plo Koon in a starfighter. I'm sure Kiadi Mundi was sitting to Magito, all that kind of stuff. But we also see like uh, it was people pointed out in the uh, promos what we saw Caleb Doom and uh, Master Balaba. Uh, standing in, like, a little meeting area with a bunch of Jedi generals. Obi-Wan and Commander Cody are at their own battle, and they're kind of pinned down on a bridge in this epic battle between them and the droid army. Obi-Wan has his men hunker down in the defensive on the back end since they're kind of pinned down, uh, and they can't get to the tactical droid, the kind of uh, linchpin to this whole battle for the other side. And then, of course, Anakin shows up to save the day, as he is one to remind us in Revenge of the Sith. He pretty much shows up and just does not care at all for the threat of the droid army on the other end. It's like almost comical how much he doesn't care. He just kind of tells Obi-Wan he's going to take care of it his way. And he just walks up to the droid army. It's almost kind of reminiscent of Luke at the end of Last Jedi, uh, taking on the First Order at Crate. So like, you know, like father, like son. He like walks up and tells them all the droids are about to fire on him all at once. And he says to hold their fire and he is going to surrender. Obviously not actually. Because R2-D2 and the rest of the 501st are just like chilling, holding on underneath the bridge span. Uh, they all the 501st are equipped with jetpacks. Um, the tactical droid approaches the battle after some of the B1s telling the, tell him that they are surrendering. The other side surrendering, that is. And Anakin pulls the droid from their encampment with the force and slashes it in half. While the 501st jump out with their jetpacks and start going through the air and uh, manage to engage all the droids. So, you know, like Poe Dameron said, they have they fly now? Um, but uh, Commander Cody and the 212 go and take up the rear and finish off the fight with the 501st, and Obi-Wan and Anakin meet back in for a quick chat. Uh, but Anakin gets a signal from Colonel Yularen saying he has a transmission coming in from Fulcrum. Anakin thinks it's Saw Gerrera at first, so apparently this used to be Saw Gerrera's call sign. Uh, if you've seen Rebels, you probably know who it actually is, though. But Yularen tells Anakin that he should come aboard and see it for himself. When we get to the bridge, uh, we see a hologram of Ahsoka and Bo-Katan. And Anakin, of course, is in disbelief. This is a long time coming from him. You know, we had that little Force interaction while she was escaping Coruscant with the Martez sisters. But this is the first time he's really seen her. 
um, even though we're not technically face-to-face right now. Um, but he asks about her, however, she quickly moves to informing them of the situation with Darth Maul and on Mandalore. Uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are later talking, and Anakin tells him that he, feel like, he feels like Ahsoka's path is almost faded, that she's in this place, she left the Order for a reason, and that's because if she wasn't where she is right now, they never would have found Maul. But Obi-Wan's a little less convinced about this. But a Mandalorian ship touches down, Ahsoka descends from the ramp with Bo-Katan, uh, in a kind of a really emotional reunion between the two. I mean, it's been since the since the finale of Season 5, since they've seen each other. Anakin just wants to catch up, uh, but she says that they're going to have to catch up later, uh, which, unfortunately, as we all know, this is <laughs> this is the last time they're going to see them, each other. Anakin's about to be whisked off, and the events of Episode 3 will happen, and Ahsoka's on her own path. But they all head back to the bridge, and the two, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, inform Anakin and Obi-Wan of the current situation. They want the Republic to help intervene in a joint operation for Mandalore's sake uh, to help take out Maul, but Obi-Wan says the Republic would be breaking 100-year-old treaties and starting a new war. You have to remember that Mandalore is a neutral system and not part of the Republic nor the Separatists, but Obi-Wan tells him that he'll go advise the Council. Uh, Bo-Katan has no patience for that, though. Maul is ruining Mandalore and he killed Satine, her sister, and someone that she thought was close to Obi-Wan. But Obi-Wan... You know, true to his character, says he can't not let his feelings cloud his judgment and continues on with his plan to go inform the council. Bo-Katan turns to Ahsoka and tells her that it was a waste of time and walks away, leaving Anakin and Ahsoka all alone on the bridge. She tells him that he hasn't changed much. You know, she doesn't say this, but he does have a hair. He does have that longer hair, so that's something, you know. Uh, the two of them head out. Uh, he has a surprise for her. And despite her leaving the Grand Army of the Republic, she is still widely respected by the clones as they're walking through the, uh, the hallways and being saluted at every corner. Uh, Anakin tells her that loyalty means everything to them. And at this moment, he opens the door to show Rex and the 501st with their beautifully painted orange helmets from the promos. Uh, her and Rex have a small chat, and Anakin gives, goes to give her one final surprise in a little box. But they're, of course, interrupted by some alarms. Obi-Wan enters the room to tell them that they're about to jump to hyperspace. This is the beginning of the Battle of Coruscant. We know Grievous has captured the Chancellor, or Grievous has started, we don't know that he's captured the Chancellor yet, but we do know he's began his assault on the planet, and Shakti was deployed to go help the Chancellor. So Shakti's like died like five times in like between all the deleted scenes of canon material, so we'll see uh, how she uh, makes it through this. Anyways... Uh, Ahsoka's incredibly upset that they are just abandoning the cause of the Mandalorian people, um, and they're playing politics. This is kind of the payoff for the last four episodes we got. She tells them that, you know, this is why the people have lost the faith in the Jedi across the galaxy, and she had as well. She had also lost her faith until she got reminded about their true purpose by the Martez sisters at that, that end of this last, the last episode. You know, that was kind of her evolution of how she saw herself in the galaxy and the place of herself in the Jedi. Because you have to remember, the Jedi were a reluctant uh, a reluctant participant in the Clone Wars at the beginning. Uh, but three years later, you know, it's, it's a different situation. So, Anakin tries to find a compromise in the situation he proposes to split the 501st and send a, a detachment under the command of Ahsoka. Uh, but Obi-Wan says she cannot hold command anymore since she's no longer a Jedi. 
Instead, uh, they go ahead and promote Rex to commander, uh, and Ahsoka will advise them. Anakin then gives Ahsoka his final gift, uh, her original lightsabers, and he tells her they're good as new, maybe even a little bit better, as she ignites them and both are blue. This is a slight retcon from the Ahsoka novel. Apparently, I think she still had her original colors on her lightsabers, uh, but, you know, it's a lightsaber color. There are much worse things that could happen, much much more egregious retcons than this. I don't really care at this point. Anyways, uh, they split for one last emotional time as Ahsoka heads to Mandalore. So you'd think, like, you know, you split the 501st, not even, maybe not even in half, you split the 501st and send some with Ahsoka. I mean, nice little small strike force, but they straight up fly into Mandalore with three full venerator uh, starships. So, apparently the 501st is enormous, uh, but Bo-Katan, Rex, and Ahsoka are heading down to the surface in a gunship when they get a comm from Prime Minister Almec. He tells them that they're in violation of the treaty, but Bo-Katan calls him out for being a puppet of Maul, and they're going to come after him. Down on the surface, Almec has Gar Saxon prepare a group of red-armored Mandos for the assault. Uh, we, you know, if you've seen Rebels, you'll remember Gar Saxon. He was basically the leader of the, Man- the more or less the leader of Mandalore serving the Empire. Um, so I guess he's just in general an awful person, just serving whoever he needs to to claw, claw himself up to a place of influence. But anyways, uh, Bo-Katan checks in with Ursa Wren. This is confirmed it is Ursa now, so that is Sabine's mom, to see if she can locate Maul, but they don't have anything conclusive yet. Uh, but the Mandalorians, or the defense of Mandalorians... Uh, the evil ones are deploying their defenses, and we have what is probably the coolest battle scene I've seen in a long time in Star Wars, as we have a great aerial battle. There are just, yeah, lots of Mandos on both sides with their jetpacks, flying around, shooting each other. It's it's incredible. Like, if you haven't watched it, I don't know why you're listening this far, but just it watch it again. I don't care. It's amazing. But you have the Mandalorians going at each other. You have the Republic, who honestly, the, the clone troopers really aren't doing anything, like, visually that we see in this battle. Then we have Ahsoka, who, like, Rex like, hey, I'm sorry I forgot you. I didn't bring you a jetpack. She's like, that's fine. And just, she just, like, starts hopping from gunship to gunship and taking down Mandalorians on her way down. Uh, she takes a flaming ship, helps evacuate the pilot, and rides it all the way down and jumps off in a fiery explosion on the landing pad. Ursa and a group of night owls come back behind her and start pushing back the defenders on the dock and her and Rex head into the city as the battle rages around them. Gar Saxon, who has this kind of like, he has like Zabrak horns uh, attached to his helmet now. Um, He's in the middle of everything and he has to retreat from all the heat of the battle. He takes a squad of his super commandos and they head down to the Undercity by order of Prime Minister Almec to avoid the invaders. Our main heroes meet up, and they go to split ways to try and tackle all of the different threats. Bo-Katan goes with the group to go take uh, the throne room from Almec. Rex goes to support Ursa on the docks and lock them down, make sure Maul doesn't escape through that way. And Ahsoka is going to go after Maul in the city. She gets a report and goes to meet Captain Vaughn uh, down in the Undercity. Uh, this is the first appearance of Captain Vaughn. There's like literally nothing on him before this episode. But he's a captain of the 501st. So they meet down at the Undercity, and he tells her that Saxon retreated through these tunnels, and they stretch all throughout the city. Maybe they lead out, but we're not sure of that. 
She has the group move in after him, and meanwhile in the throne room, All Mech is updated about Ahsoka, and he's told that she started moving through the other Undercity, just as Maul predicted. Just then, Bo-Katan breaches through the room, and her and her crew take down All Mech's guard. Although he tries to fight back a little bit, she clearly just completely outmatches him and takes him down. She asks him where Maul is, and he tells her he wanted the Jedi to be here, but they brought the wrong one. Maul, of course, wants Obi-Wan, no surprise there. And Bo-Katan freaks out trying to warn Ahsoka of the trap laid for her, but it's too late and nothing goes through. Uh, the group down in the Undercity is making their way through these labyrinthine tunnels when the Mandalorians start picking them off one by one. They throw some charges and Ahsoka gets split up from the rest of the group. And she's running through the tunnels, hearing and watching the clones get gunned down one by one. And she finally breaks into this open area where Vaughn is shot down on the ground. And he dies, like, in her arms, more or less. And then the Mandalorians start coming after her, the Super Commandos. She's in, like, the central, central shaft, and there are four tunnels coming at her. The Mandalorians take up three of them, and Maul walks out of the shadows slowly from the fourth. He says he was hoping for Kenobi, and asked why she is here. So that's the end of the episode. What an amazing way to start this last arc, honestly. If, like, if this is, if this is it for Clone Wars, I think they're going out at the top um season five has some amazing stuff season six you know yoda fives all that some incredible arcs but this is amazing so far uh, i can't wait to see the last three uh episodes of this prolonged arc movie it's just a love letter to all of star wars and the prequels visually stunning great fight sequences like chef's kiss to all of this and the fact that we are hopefully getting or not hopefully we're confirmed to begin more silka with the Mandalorian season two in October, like this is all incredible, and uh, yeah, I just can't wait to see more. But anyways, um, yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed our conversation on the Clone Wars. If you liked what you heard, check me out Twitter, Instagram at SpicedInPod. You can also, f- yeah, basically, if you hit me up with any feedback, any suggestions at all, I will definitely respond to you. Um, and occasionally, maybe I'll post cute pictures of my puppy. Uh, there's one of my story from yesterday. It might still be there by the time you're hearing this. But anyways, um, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, thanks to Gramble for our music. And as always, may the force be with you.